What's up, Gang Cotton Nation? Tasha, I want to make a hit checking in. And you're about to hear the show presented by Express Sons Rooms of Columbia. Spurs up. Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Touchdown, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! Can you believe it? Gamecocks have won this game! Here are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. Oh, watch him celebrate now! Bill Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losing. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell him, you look like you joined Doug Dynasty. It is March. Greetings and good morning and welcome aboard Inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios and very proudly presented by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. JB, JC, and Phil here until 1 o'clock this afternoon. We'll be joined by a DC, that is David Cloninger of the Post and Courier coming up in hour number two. Spent a bunch of time with him over the weekend actually in Columbia. One of the best in the business and certainly look, looking forward to to having him here as today the SEC Women's Basketball Tournament kicks off. A week from today the men's tournament will kick off. We do know where South Carolina will be seated and playing in that after last night's loss to Mississippi State. We're only a couple of days away from one of the great rivalries in college baseball as I've mentioned a couple of times I think it's one of the top two rivalries as a matter of fact uh, in the sport Clemson and Carolina will give you uh, a little bit of a heads up on where both of those programs are if you don't already know going into the series that begins at six o'clock on Friday at Doug Kingsmore Stadium in what Phil calls the orange fog we're less than two weeks from the start of spring football as a matter of fact March 14th is when the Gamecocks will get back out on the field, and we'll get our first, I don't know, guys, peak maybe a little bit at Dowell Loggins and what type of offense he plans to, to bring. In addition, you might have missed this, but today one of the great records in sports could go down. Pistol Pete Maravich's scoring record is only 25 points away from being broken. And uh, so we'll tell you about that here in just a little bit. And in bad news, Jalen Carter, maybe the top pick in the draft, 
maybe could be spending the NFL draft behind bars. Arrest warrants are out for him. And, oh, by the way, he's at the NFL Combine, and he's scheduled to meet with the media. It's interesting how both of those things have happened. That's probably uh, canceled. Yeah, I got a, I got a gut feeling somebody is saying, yeah, we ain't doing that, uh, because he has to turn himself in. I mean, he doesn't have any choice in all this. But uh, anyways, we're off and running, and we'll send it over to our Chicago running rebel, Casey Sherbert. Jalen Carter impacts the Bears draft pick. Just our luck up here. Everybody's getting off the golf course right now. It's like, damn. They're going to the bar. They're like, I'm going to have to have two old styles today and a, and a beef and a Polish. This guy's – it's Georgia kids already been drag racing. is in jail now. It's just our luck. And honest to God, uh, all kidding aside, I, the more I thought about it, the more I thought that's that that kid could be, be the, and he still could be, you know, um, here's a lesson for everybody out there. Cause I, I don't know what it is about drag racing at Georgia that all of a sudden it's become cool because another player, if, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. got arrested for it a couple of weeks ago in Athens. Um, Hey, stop. <laughs> That's not, it's not fun. It's not, you know, you're going to, I don't know where that's coming from, but here's a lesson. Don't do it. You know, I'm going to tell the boys they're about to drive, you know, don't do it. Um, You know, especially if somebody has been drinking, you know, like in, I know Jalen, they said he wasn't, but the other people were, you know, there's no good that comes out of it. You want to drag race, go out to the mall when it's closed, like back to the future. You know, do something like that, or or or, or go be a you know go be a drag racer. It's just ah, senseless. But um, yeah, the more I thought about it, the more I thought Jalen Carter should be the pick. He's probably gonna he probably be the best uh, interior defensive lineman they'd had since uh, William the Refrigerator Perry back in the eighties. Um, but now I think maybe Will Anderson is probably more likely. Which I like Will. I think he's really good. But uh, it's just. Um, you know, I I don't know. It's just an unfortunate situation, and uh, and I feel bad uh, for the families uh, that lost loved ones because of it. And and I, but I also I also feel bad for Jalen Carter because you know he's going to have to face some consequences. And to me, uh, I, I think beyond the legal issue and how it affects his draft status or all that, you know, he gets kind of a cloak of responsibility now on him for what happened. And that's something you have to live with for the rest of your life. And and I don't wish that on anybody. Of course, I don't wish what happened to the others on them either. But uh, it's just it's a sad situation, uh, you know, in, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, uh, maybe he won't go to the Bears now. I mean, you know, the, the new president of the Bears obviously is a beacon of morality, you know, since he didn't play football during COVID and all that. Just kidding. Um, but uh, I, I can it. see him Kevin stepping in. I can see, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can see little Kevin Warren stepping in and you know being like, "We're going to do the you know blah blah blah," you know, because of course he you know. But anyway, we'll we'll see sort of what happens there. But uh, certainly not. Um, uh, it sort of turned my stomach when I saw this today because you know it, you're you kind of getting the picture of what happened. You know, they were out celebrating. Somebody decided to be cute and grace. And uh, a girl lost control of the car, and people died. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's uh, not smart to do that on our roads down here, anyway. Quality and then he lied to the cops, <laughs> and that's never good either. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, 
might get him in more trouble than what he actually did, depending on how much of a contributing factor they apply to Mr. Carter. Of, yeah. 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 Uh, it's, uh, it's turning into the, the, the national championship uh, for Georgia is uh, seemingly uh, forgotten with everything that's happened legally since then. It's, it's not been good over there. And, uh, you know, I'll be interested to hear from Kirby Smart at some point in time in the future. He's going to have to speak because pr- spring practice is coming up. And there, there's, a, there's been a lot that's happened since they last snapped a football uh, with their current and former football players and staffers. So uh, in, in nice addition to the fact answer. that they've had coaching changes, I mean, like, I, I mean, honestly, if you really think about this, like when Kirby Smart finally – gets in front of the media, and that's not me criticizing him for not being in front of the media to this point. That's not what I'm saying at all. But once he finally does get in front of the media, uh, I will be shocked if any of the first, I don't know, JC, seven, eight questions or maybe even more of that have literally anything to do with what is going to happen on the football field in spring ball because you've got the two legal situations. Well, more than that, but they center, center around two uh, actual uh, occurrences. And then you've got, uh, you know, the promotion of Mike Bobo to offensive coordinator. And you've got you've had some other changes over there. So he's going to be answering a bunch of off the field stuff long before he ever actually gets to talk about things like, you know, I don't know, quarterback. Uh, <laughs> they are going to have a quarterback competition. So yeah. it's, it's going to that's going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of a lot of national folks down there waiting to hear what he has to say. And guys like Kirby and Nick Saban and Will Muschamp and Jeremy Pruitt and all those guys. They'd rather eat a bag of nails with ketchup than, than answer anything about anything other than ball. And, yeah. and half the time, they don't like to answer anything about balls. So, yeah. um, and now they're good. You know, they, they have a pretty good little routine. They'll go out there and spend their time and their 10, 15 minutes and talk a little bit. But they, uh, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a uncomfortable press conference over there in Georgia. You know, and I just feel bad. I feel bad for that entire organization. I mean, they're not uh, – I mean, you know, South Carolina and Georgia are rivals, but Georgia's not some rogue program, you know. Uh, I tend to believe Kirby Smart does things the right way, you know, as far as, you know, compared to everybody else. Uh, you know, lots of respect for Will Muschamp, Mike Bobo, Brian McClendon, uh, you know, Jackson Muschamp, uh Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. I mean, name the name the people that we know over there. Uh, you know, the, the, they're human beings, and mm. you know, so my heart goes out to them to have to be involved in something like this because, you know, you, you look at Georgia and, like I said, you, you take the rivalry aspect out of it. Um, and Georgia's got a lot of rivals, so a lot of people are probably like, "Ha ha!" Couldn't happen to a nicer crew. Uh, and you look at it, and you know, and, and like I said, it's not like they're the type of program that you've, you've looked at more. Well, they had it coming, you know, uh, cause they've been cheating, you know, you, you don't hear about Chick-fil-A bags and show causes and cash and things like that when it comes to university of Georgia. So, um, you know, just a sad situation. It's unfortunate. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's thoughts and prayers out to the victims and, you know, from Jalen Carter's standpoint, you know, I, I hope this is something that he can overcome uh, depending on what the consequences are, uh, and, and move on because it, it's not so much the legal issue because I, I think this is basically, you know, reckless driving charge or whatever. Yeah, well, if, I, unless it unless it gets to a obstruction of justice, uh, 
And so if you can get past that, you know, there's no jail time. You pay, you, you have a legal record, but you move on. But the guilt, I think that's something that can affect somebody for the rest, rest of their lives. You know, I, I think, you know, just having, uh, having it now public that, that he was heavily involved with this thing. Yeah. So I think here's where the issue is going to come in with him on uh, clearly in addition to the charges, I am not a, a prosecutor or a an attorney or anything of that nature, but you know, to use just a little bit of common sense here, you know, they, they, here, I'll tell you what, before I even say it, let me read this. Let me just read it for those that don't know what it says. Uh, the investigation found that Chandler Lecroy, that's the staffer, the female staffer driver of the 2021 Ford expedition and Jalen Carter dr driver of a 2021 jeep Trackhawk were operating their vehicles in a manner consistent with racing shortly after leaving the downtown athens area about 2 30 a.m here's here's the kicker though the evidence demonstrated that both vehicles switched between lanes drove in the center turn lane drove in opposite lanes of travel overtook other motorists and drove at high rates of speed in an apparent attempt to outdistance each other Evidence indicated that shortly before the crash, the expedition was traveling at about 104 miles per hour. The toxicology report indicated that LeCroy's blood alcohol concentration was 0.197 at the time of the crash. Investigators determined that alcohol impairment, racing, reckless driving, and speed were significant contributing factors uh, to the crash. The case is being handed off to the solicitor general's office. So I read all that for this reason. Jalen Carter was there when the vehicle crashed and he left and then he returned basically 90 minutes later. Why is the question? Is it because he didn't want to be implicated in the high speed chase? Is it because he had been drinking and if he stopped, then maybe he would get popped for a DUI? Nobody knows. They can't charge him with a DUI right now because they have no evidence that he had been drinking, but had he? And so there, in addition to the legal side of this, you bring in the football side of this, at some point in time, he's still going to have to have to answer questions from the NFL, individual team oh, yeah. questions or whatever it is. His answers, if he lies, are, 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 we, we know what generally happens in the legal process. They figure this stuff out, and, and they're going to know this. So he, he has a lot riding on the line in addition to the fact that the humane side of this conversation, like y'all both just mentioned a minute ago, the fact that there are two people that are dead uh, over, over poor decisions by all of them, every one of them. I mean, Jalen Carter didn't drive that young lady's expedition to over 104 miles per hour, but he certainly took part in the, uh, in the experiment, we'll call it, and, um, and it didn't work out. So there's a lot that's, uh, that's able to that – they're going to have to unpack here, but where they're going to really – where they're not going to have a lot of leniency with him is the fact that he was there, this car wrecked, two people died, and he drove off, and he didn't stay to help his teammate and one, two teammates and two staffers. Yeah, I mean, that's true, all true. It's just an unfortunate decision. Kirby did release a statement. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, it was. It was very. Uh, just um, he said the charges are deeply concerning. Um, especially as we struggle to cope with the devastating loss of two beloved members of our community. We will continue to cooperate fully with the authorities while supporting these families and assessing what we can learn from this horrible tragedy. So. Well, that's a lot better than wrong place, wrong time. 
Yeah, well. Uh, yeah, Nate Oates, Nate Oates needs to go to the Kirby. And I, and I say this, I mentioned Saban and Smart and Muschamp and those guys, they don't like to talk. But they, they're they're savvy now. I mean, they're, they're not going to sit there. Uh, except, unless you count the time Will Muschamp said Thanksgiving wasn't a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, didn't know, he didn't know it was vote day, you know, and vote all that. Yeah. Those are the two, the, yeah, those two times, but, you know, most of the time something big like this happens. It's uh, uh, it, it's short, it's sweet, it's to the point, but it's heavy. But, it, yeah, it's just a horrible thing, man. I, yeah, totally. I, just, I feel bad for everybody involved. And somebody in the chat box said uh, you should hate everybody in the Georgia football program. I don't. You know, no, you know, you know no, people personally, and you don't want to beat them. No you doubt, don't hate them. You always want to beat their tail. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and you know, you, you, you go back and forth with their fans. I have a lot of great, great friends that are Georgia fans, and I'll go back and forth with them all the time. But uh, same with Tennessee. But uh, well, the fans I, generally make it yeah. worse than the players and the coaches do. But ah, you know, yeah. I mean, I, y- y'all. Guys, you know Coach Muschamp. I know that's not popular to say it. I'll say it because I don't really care what's popular and what isn't. Will Muschamp treated me with the utmost respect for the, for his entire tenure at Carolina. Got a lot of respect Same for the here. guy. I appreciate what he every he always asked about my children when they were going through their their health issues. They still are, but back then we didn't know what was going on, and that was always the first question he asked me: "How are your kids doing?" You know, I mean, forget football. I, I didn't. I could have cared less. Yeah, that meant a lot it, to me. It's, so. it's beyond yeah. football. There. I mean, we're all passionate. You know, don't get me wrong, but uh, there is a personal side to it. And you know, I, I, I'm not. Hate is a very strong word that's thrown around far too often these days. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I don't hate anybody, but uh, you know, I'm not definitely not gonna. Um, you know, definitely. Definitely not necessarily pulling for Georgia every weekend, right? No. You know, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hope we beat their I, brains uh, in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that they're. You know, I, I think this is this is a human, this is a human, uh, human element. And John Edward, look, man, uh, no, it's fine. Know, it's all good. It's must champ as a that's football fine. coach, that's fine. But you know, as a person, there's a lot worse people that have coached here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the list is long yeah. but distinguished to be honest oh, yeah. uh, there's a few guys i'd put in, will mushy up in their place in a hurry yeah uh, so, uh, in but, a hurry uh, you know but that, that's fine yeah I'm, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have been fired or that they should have given him more time or that he didn't make mistakes i mean that's all nah, part of the job but yeah. personally you know i just don't uh you know, I, I still got respect for the guy. You know, so yeah, uh, it's not fun so anyway. to say, but I don't that doesn't doesn't bother me at all. A couple of quick things. I know we got to get to break. By the way, on the other side of the break, we are going to announce a winner uh, for the um, a couple of painters Gamecock room giveaway. And uh, so, if you are a frequent flyer of this program, as in viewer or listener, stay tuned. Um, and if you if you entered the contest, you might you might be winning. Uh, so make sure that you you hang tight here for just a little bit. Uh, there was something else though I wanted to. Bobby, I think hit the nail on the head. The parents of the other kid that died are going to go after Carter for wrongful wrongful death, and those millions of dollars are are gone now. Bobby, that's there's a lot to unpack in that. Uh, again, I'm not an attorney, but I I think you're on to something big time. Um, they're going to be watching closely what this young man ends up doing and uh, he just goes on in life and their daughter's gone and his former teammate who by the way probably had a chance to play in the nfl as well uh, their families collectively are probably going to be 
looking at this. So we'll certainly keep our eyes on that down the road. Um, there was something else that, um, oh, uh, so somebody here mentioned the, the, the basketball seating. So, no, we don't, it, John, we, no, we do not officially know every seed. But Carolina, it doesn't matter. Carol for South Carolina does not matter. They can't go higher than twelve, and they won't go lower than thirteen. And neither can Ole Miss. So South Carolina and Ole Miss are going to play next Friday in a twelve thirteen matchup, no matter which one is twelve next, or thirteen. Next for Tuesday anybody? or Wednesday, Wednesday, right? Or Wednesday next Wednesday, Wednesday a week yeah, from Wednesday. Yeah, next Wednesday. They're not getting. They may not get. They probably won't get to Friday, Jamie. Yeah, they'll be the first. <laughs> if they get to Friday, I'll be happy. You know, I'll be happy. Yeah. Well, if they do get to Friday, I think though, as as the way it stands now, they'll run into Tennessee again. Oh God! So um, let's <laughs> score more than fifty, boys. Well, let's let's just not lose by forty. I don't care how many you score, just lose not losing by forty. Uh, but that's kind of the way that stands. All right, Phil. Uh, I guess we'll hit a uh, timeout, but we do have a lot to get to, including. Can you believe Pistol Pistol Pete's Maravich, uh, Pistol Pete Maravich's record might fall tonight? That's crazy. I'll give you some details on that. And we got David Cloninger much, much more here on Inside the Game Cox, powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go Gamecocks. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters, and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military, repeat customers, or if you heard it on the show, commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper and they offer pressure washing find them on facebook or call 803-522-6832 a couple of painters proud partners of inside the gamecocks the show are you sick and tired of your business computer guy yes he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests yeah same here i'm paying him good money i constantly have issues and i'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fees low too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, do you have 843 699 1001 is Matt's contact number. Yeah, man, I sure do that. Or you can go to heritagedigital.com. 
And I hear they do a no cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I'm getting on that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is former All-American shortstop Drew Meyer, and you're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Go Gamecocks. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody, presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John Barber and his team a call. 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with them to talk about how to set up a consultation about perhaps making your backyard an outdoor retreat. And of course, the first hour of the show is brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Colwell Banker Kane Realty Team. As always, here in the upstate, give Cindy a call for your upstate residential real estate needs at 864-414-5271. That's some right. thoughts on this Antoine Davis-Pete Maravich thing. Yeah, I do. Oh, well, I do too, because there's a lot more, a lot more to that. Before we get there, though, make sure... If you need something painted that you don't ask your neighbor, we are your neighbor. We're telling you. Will you be my neighbor? Yeah, we're telling you right now. A couple of painters. That's who you need to use. It's this is I get it. I know how it works. Hey man, you know you get painters. I gotta get the living room painter. I gotta get my fence stained. Oh man, uh, I think my friend knows somebody. Let me ask him, and then you never hear from him again, right? How many times have we all done that? Or maybe I'm the only one whose friends don't talk to them anymore. I don't know. But if I'm not, a couple of painters, we're your friend. We're telling you a couple of painters is who you want to use. Let me paint something.com. They literally can do everything certified in South Carolina and Georgia. And they are licensed. They are insured. And they travel the entire state. And they have been kind enough to give away a Gamecock room. We've been telling you for a few weeks, make sure that you register. So without further ado, Phil, we have a winner. You can roll the tape. Let's go. Congratulations, Lexingtons. Yay. Kevin Miller. If anybody knows Kevin. Kevin or... If Kevin is watching or listening to our program, you're a winner. So you're going to get a Gamecock room. And from what I understand, uh, it is a memorabilia room, really, for him, which is great. That's what it should be. And it'll now have garnet and black walls to go with it. So get yourself a 75-inch TV to put in there, Kevin, and watch uh, watch the Gamecocks play. Congratulations. Thank you for entering. And hopefully... While they're at your home uh, getting things painted, if you need something else painted, go ahead and get yourself a quote on that as well. Spread the news. They are the best painters I've literally, best quote I've ever had, and and based on their work, pretty much the best painters I've also ever seen. Uh, a couple of yeah. painters here in South Carolina. The Picasso? The Picassos of... The Picassos of home painting? Jan says they misspelled Jan Bennett. They may, yeah. <laughs> 
he, wants a, he, he wants a beer tree mural, you know, in, in, in his room, you know. Yeah, yeah so probably Kevin's that. wife's punching air right Where now. Where is Kevin at? <laughs> Come on, Kevin. You're missing the show the day you, you on your big day. Oh wow, Bobby Ooh. must be present to win. Yeah, <laughs> 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 no, Listen to those guys do a great job, man. Seriously, yeah, Tristan, I've, I've, known, I've known. Kind of, sort of known Tristan for a while. He's been a listener back when I did it by myself, and uh, he stayed with us and certainly uh, thrilled to death. He's a sponsor, and uh, he's good people, and they will do a good job. And when I move back to South Carolina, I'll be forking out however much to get my uh, Gamecock room uh, painted. So, or, oh, or, yeah. or viewing room, rather. I, I may have to. How would you do a Gamecock and Bear? Because the Bears are orange. They have orange. I can't do orange. Oh, that, that would be – you'd look like a house-divided room. That's not worth it. Just go, Yeah, we would. Just that, that lean would not into the Gamecocks. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, so anyway. <laughs> yeah. You could have little but, well, gold well, well, flecks everywhere for the Notre Dame representation. <laughs> I was going to have a leprechaun uh, mural. Yeah. <laughs> the leprechaun is doing something nasty on that mural. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Hey, there's Kevin. What's up, Kevin? We've got him. (laughs) Oh, Kevin's got babies. I was listening to him there, Kevin. Yeah, man. Congrats. All right. Congratulations, Kevin. We're so happy. Congratulations, Kevin. I I wonder if he freaked out when he uh, when he heard the drum when he heard the uh, the drum roll. Probably. Maybe so. I was, I was kind of amped for the drum roll myself. That was great. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, so you, you get all that. So that's, that's awesome. I love giveaways. I've got uh, I've got some stuff to give away myself uh, tomorrow. I got a McKellar Enterprises beanie, but I'm going to package it with a Carolina Rise shot glass and a Carolina Root Rise uh, koozie. And assorted stickers. Nice. But I got to come up with a, a good trivia question. I had one today, and then I was like, eh. It was too easy. I've got, um, I tell you what, this is also news to y'all. But we have, uh, we actually have some more giveaways in the very near future we'll be doing on Fridays that involve oh. food. Wow. Food on Friday. Hungry. Hungry. Right. hungry. I think people will <laughs> uh, will enjoy that. But, Phil, to your point, because I saw oh. the look on your face. Listen, this cat. I mean, <laughs> all right. I hate to be the old guy in the room. No, right? you're not going to be. <laughs> let her, let her, hey, Here's- come on. Give us our be- give us your Davis. best. Let key. me tell you something. <laughs> hey. Pete Maravich's record and my personal record book will stand probably forever. Two things. Clint brought one up. No three point line back in the day. Two. They used to play defense in the damn college ranks. <laughs> Hell of a lot better than they do now. You didn't just get it coach to coach. It took him five seasons. He had the benefit of the COVID year to come back and compile these stats. Antoine Davis, classic compiler. <laughs> so wait, wait, hold on just a second, JC. We asked, 
or I'm not going to say we because you did it, but I asked Phil to give us your best Monday, Keith, and that's that's what he came up with. He was smiling. I think you might be uh, drinking. Yeah. Uh, no, I was oh. too early. Pro it's not noon yet. <laughs> well, here, why don't you restart that? But stare Lamont in the in the eye and oh, be like the Keith oh, yeah. impersonation. Let me tell you something, Antoine Davis. Your record isn't <laughs> doesn't mean a damn thing. Uh, you need to play. Back in my day, when I was a junior varsity coach, oh no, <laughs> there were no three point lines. Oh no, <laughs> we used to play solid zone defense, not this amorphous pick a man crap that you see on the court these days. It took you five seasons, and you still haven't caught Pete. <laughs> yeah. Well, so here's the thing. He's got – if he scores 26 tonight, it's the top seed in the league. He's got the record. So, for those that actually – he plays for Detroit Mercy, for those that don't know about this. Uh, to his credit, uh, he he's, he's, he's always been a pretty good player. And this year he's shooting 42% from beyond the arc. Um, and he's, by the way, always shot about 90% from the free throw line. So I'll give, he is a really good player. Um, is, yeah. I, I would hate to see the record broken because of five seasons and for all the reasons you just mentioned. So here's my gut feeling for those that understand what could be happening tonight. And I'm interested to see if like sports center and all those other games break into this. Um, I I'm going to go out on a limb here and imagine that pretty much everybody who ever knew about Pistol Pete, especially anybody that ever lived through the Pistol Pete era, there won't be a single soul of that group that is pulling for this young man. They'll want him to get to like 24 points, and that's enough. You know, like, yeah. good for you. I hope you go to the NBA. You can't break this record. It's not fair. But neither is life, so. Not now, okay, so what's his bias? Is, is he related to uh... – his dad's the coach, by the way. Is his dad the Antoine Davis that played in the NBA? And he's from Birmingham, Alabama. He's six oh. foot one, hundred. He's got to be born one hundred sixty five pounds. They've got him yeah, at six I mean, one. I'm looking at the stats here too. Yeah. Oh, he can shoot it. I mean, he's... I mean, yeah. I'll give the kid. No, his oh game, no, he no, is, no, he's a great no, player. No, his dad is not the Antoine Davis that played in the in the NBA that whose sister played at Carolina. His dad is Mike Davis, the former Indiana coach and oh. UAB coach. Oh, okay. he's, the, yeah. he's the coach there. Remember the one year Mike Davis took the Hoosiers to the Yeah, to the I didn't finals? realize he's at Detroit Mercy. Wow. Yeah, man. It just hasn't uh things hadn't gone. He, his, uh, know, the trajectory hadn't necessarily been there for old Mike Davis, you know, but uh, yeah, so I'm sorry about that. I I knew that. I read it the other day, but I, that Antoine Davis, because a Antoine Davis's sister played for Dawn Staley. Um, yeah. Uh, for a while. Kayla, transferred Kayla. from Georgia Tech. Yeah. Transferred from Georgia Tech. And then she was one that, one of those ill advised, I mean, I don't know if it's ill advised because I don't know how much money they made. It was before NIL. So, uh, but she she declared early for the, uh, the draft. Um, she's kind of a one and done at Carolina. So, she, yeah, she was. She sure was. She's a good player. This kid's had uh, four. Four forty-point games this year. I mean, he's had a lot of thirty-plus. One, two, three. Big time. So, 14 30-plus games this year. Thirty points or more. That's a cool. It's impressive. 
Yeah, no, he, he really is. He, he's a good player. But just for the record, I'm like, eh, you know. <laughs> what? I wonder what um, – can you watch this? Is this going to be on TV tonight? It's a Horizon be, right? Conference? Yeah, I'm sure. You know, you know Dickie V used to coach at Detroit Mercy. He's the head coach there at the, the Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, baby. Unbelievable, baby. Detroit Mercy, the Titans. Oh, Antoine – Dependy Davis, unbelievable! Oh, <laughs> oh! I love. I'm a Dickie V liker. You know, I, I'd love for, oh, and I'm sure it's happened. I think Vern has. Well, I was thinking the other day. Has, I guess not because Vern Lundquist has been on CBS for so long, or was on CBS. Vern Lundquist and Dickie V calling a basketball game. Mm. Of course, he he calls him with Raftery. Raftery's a little little different. Yeah. Phil, they're in the Horizon Chortle, Chortle, yeah, Chortle, the Horizon Chortle. League. Mm-hmm. Chortle, Chortle, Chortle. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. All right, fine. Get into it. Oh, yeah, uh, Chortle, Chortle, Chortle. ESPN Plus. Oh, the game's tomorrow night. Why do I keep saying it was today? It's tomorrow night. Seems like uh, it would be today. Tomorrow night at 8 o'clock on ESPN Plus. Yeah, because they played the yeah. first round, what, yesterday? Yeah, I don't know what day in between know. rounds. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh uh, well. Yeah. Today's, dude. Today's March first. I'm sitting here thinking today's March second. My 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 daughter's birthdays are tomorrow, and I'm sitting here. I'm just whatever. Happy birthday. Don't worry about me. Don't worry yeah. about me. I'll be fine. Where the and we did March. have a birthday request uh, from. Hold on, I saw it earlier. Let's get this out. Let's cover this because it's it's Xavier. We, we have a birthday re- request. Yeah. Oh. Xavier from well, a cold could... Brewster, Washington this morning. Hope your day's All right, good. Xavier, hit me up on Cameo, 500 bucks, and I will send you a happy birthday video. <laughs> Drop us a name. We'll be happy to report that. Yeah, no. Happy gotta... birthday to Xavier, four-year-old. Always happy I got a text to... from John Whittle one night. Yeah, happy birthday, Xavier, to your family. Keep keep trucking. Xavier mm-hmm. sent us some pictures of happy the Pacific birthday, Northwest. Cooper. It's happy Cooper. birthday, Cooper. Way to go, Cooper. Happy birthday, Cooper. The big 04. This is our Washington guy, right? Yeah, one, one of, of them. Yep. There's been John Thompson is a Washington guy. Xavier is. And then there's one other one. There is one so, Xavier, you're, Cooper's four today. And my daughters, Riley and Hannah, they'll be four uh, tonight at 1255 and 1256. So, Jafaler lives in Colorado. The Marine. So yeah, so I'm trying got, to think about we got we got a we got a national audience. We've got uh so we've got a West Coast West Coast Rocky uh, group and then and then we've yeah. got uh what what'd you Phil, what'd you say yesterday? Uh pastors and and um, <laughs> yeah, the, the prayers no. versus parcels, uh, three versus three on three tournaments. <laughs> yeah. Gangot Pastor actually tweeted at us in the I help consulting mailbag and said Catching up on the Bigsburg Pop from yesterday, 2012 Union County High Varsity Basketball Captain. Go yeah, go Yellow Jackets. I remember when it was just Union, and then you threw Jonesville and Lockhart, Lockhart in there and it just screwed everything up. Anyway, not the best athlete, but I can hold my own. Give me a time and place for the Mailman versus Pastors game. It's you know, we, we actually, if we could get a uh, a uh, title partner for that, we might be able to figure that out. Now, who who this is? Who'd you say this was? This was um, Xavier's a pastor too. Jeez, it really is. It's all pastors. And oh my mailman. gosh! Yeah, we a, are we probably need, we need your pastor and mailman's favorite show. That's what I say. Right here. <laughs> uh, you, who'd you say was in like, Union County? Uh, 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 Gamecock pastor. 
Mm-hmm. Game, I, so I wonder is he a? Uh, I wonder if he knows uh, Roscoe Crosby or Steve Tannehill, who was the coach there for a while. Well, that's or Shaq Smith. I tell you or what, Susan man. Smith. Y'all remember when Roscoe Crosby was coming up? He was special. Uh, one, one of the best. Yeah. Up, yeah. Remember when he went to? Yeah. I mean, on was, that note, we were talking about Jalen Carter earlier, JB. That you remember Roscoe had that wreck and it kind of just derailed everything for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there you go. That, that was kind of, I didn't think of Roscoe Crosby, but I kind of thought of the situation uh, at the time, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, very true. He was like the third tragic. ranked player in the country. Roscoe? When he, when he's he one of the best to, to come out of the state. I mean, he just never, I don't know. Clemson and South Carolina both. South Carolina more, not as much as Clemson. But Clemson, through the years, sometimes they've signed that number one five-star guy from the state. And the, the guy just hadn't quite as been as good, you know, as, as you say. Xavier Thomas is an example right now, although he has another year to kind of go out and, and do it. Daquan Bowers didn't do much till his senior year. Uh, Roscoe Crosby, of course, had the tragic off, off-field stuff. Willie Korn hurt his shoulder, you know. Um, now, I'm sure back in the day, you know, they had plenty. Uh, the, the fridge, you know, the guys like that uh, that were pretty doggone Michael Dean Perry. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that LeVon Kirkland. I'm not saying that they, they never signed an in-state guy that's one. But some, there, there's a collection of them there that have been like your top, top five type of guys. And then you flip it around, and they got guys like Gaines Adams, who was a two-star guy, the late Gaines Adams, two-star guy that, you know, thrived up there. A lot of guys like that from South Carolina. Um, I did not mention Anthony Simmons. He was both a five-star top 10 guy and legit at Clemson. He's the only player a guy I played high school football with said he was scared of, Anthony mm. Simmons. Um, we remember him there. But, uh, yeah, and I'm not – like I said, I'm not trying to trash the Tigers or anything. It's just uh, you start thinking back through the years, uh, and a lot of these guys were up there. And then Ricky Sapp was a five-star. Yeah. And didn't really fifth round guy, you know, uh, wasn't didn't fill out or whatever. So it's been yeah. it's been kind of an interesting trend because they've certainly had a lot of great players over the years. So anyway, all right, time for a timeout. Mississippi State tops Carolina last night in basketball, boys and girls. I don't know if anybody stayed up to watch it, but uh, it was close, it was close game for a while, and then uh, the dogs pull away. As I mentioned, Carolina won't finish higher than a twelve and lower than a thirteen. Neither would Ole Miss. So that's who you. That's who's going to be playing each other next Wednesday in the tournament. So we'll get into a little bit of that. Uh, we're just a couple of days away from Clemson and Carolina baseball. Gamecocks win last night. They are 9-0, and one of just nine teams that are undefeated in college baseball. The Tigers. Guess who also won? The, the, my, won. my alma mater. That's right. You're in my wife's alma mater. Yeah. The, the, the Golden Dome live in your heart forever. Upstate Spartans. I mean, that's where I got my. I went. I went to Carolina too, but I actually got my degree from Upstate. Spent more time at Upstate than Carolina, but uh, which was good. It served me well. But uh, yeah, they uh, of course South Carolina lost to them last year too. I think so. Yeah. Hey. Um, but this early, you know, if you're Clemson, I don't think you're sounding the alarm bells just yet. You're gonna see what happens this weekend. But you know, things are not going all that well in the Upstate, which to me makes me a little more nervous about the weekend. Because you know it's yeah. baseball. Teams will go up, they go down, they go down. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Pitching, pitching, pitching will matter this weekend. We're going to talk about that and so much more. David Cloninger certainly will in hour two. But everybody, hang tight inside the Gamecocks from the Sinorama Studios. 
We'll be right back. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Oh, easy. He's got a tire by the tail he has. He better hang on too. People have spoken. Nana's Porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer by the Charlotte newspaper Public Poll. Also, their pimento cheese mm, took third in a contest exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana's Porch, Southern Cuisine with an Uptown Twist. We're well into the new year and the days of being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks. Cock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Uh, this is Coach O. Now back to the show. Go Tigers in the soul. Eleven forty-seven. Final segment. Hour one. Again, DC coming up in hour two. All right. Who plays golf? Everybody raise your hands. JC, don't raise your hand. Everybody I'm else not. who plays golf, raise your hands. All right? Let me tell you. Putt, putt would be fine. Yeah, okay. Putt would be fine. I'm going to tell you about your all-new golf experience because it has finally arrived. Travelingcountryclub.com. Travelingcountryclub.com modernizes the club membership. It provides members with steep discounts and privileges at over 40 golf courses in the Carolinas, both South Carolina and North Carolina. It's an extremely affordable program. It allows you to play as much golf as you want to play, go all over the place. They have live scoring. They have social outings and discounts and pretty much anything you could dream of that you'd want in a country club. They've got it, except for guess what? This makes you a member at over 40 courses, not just one. So if you're going to be in the low country, if you're going to be in Myrtle Beach, if you're going to be in Columbia, if you're going to be in the upstate, if you're going to be in the Charlotte area, become a member today and bring your modern golf club experience to life. Travelingcountryclub.com. I am a member. Matter of fact, I was talking to somebody at school this morning, dropping my kids off. They just became a member. Really, really excited about what these guys are doing. It is really, really, really impressive. So play more golf with TravelingCountryClub.com. 
gone. All right. Uh, 11. Like to wish. Yeah. Oh, sorry, bud. They've got some Probably. pretty nice uh, courses here. Sorry. Uh, they've got a up. ton of them. Yeah, they got man, one in Waynesville. We're mm-hmm. we're in Waynesville, Maggie Valley all the time. My family's got a house up there, so we. Go, oh, I can't wait to play that course. That, Man, that's the no one course I haven't played up. There. Looking up here, Cherokee Valley. They got you know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I'll, great. I would like to wish a happy birthday to the following people: Justin Bieber, uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, one of the pimp of all pimps, Harry Belafonte, and the late Alan Thick. All right. Oh. Well, right. you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna, I've got this birthday I'm, list of famous people. I'm going to start like doing it every day because I, I just I think it's fascinating. Well, I'm going to uh, I'm going to double up with you on that because while March second has turned into my favorite birthday date of the year, just because it honors my daughters Hannah and Riley. Today, if your birthday is today, it's a pretty good one. And I'll tell you, as a matter of fact, it's a dadgum good one. You know why? Because it's National Dadgum That's Good Day. Dadgum That's Good. That's good. In in addition to that, it is also, if you have any friends or family in Minnesota, it's National Minnesota Day. So, Heidi Ho, neighbors, we hope that you find a way to stay warm. Don't you know. It is also... National Pig Day. God bless them. They keep me fed. Yes. I have and, to say the, the go ahead. And no, hold on. This is this is where this is the deal here. So if I see black screens, I'm gonna know y'all have hung up and you've gone to the kitchen. It is National Peanut Butter Lovers Day. Oh. Who doesn't love peanut butter on everything? My dog would be happy. He likes peanut butter on lots of things. I like crunchy. Peter Pan, myself, yeah, you know. Peanut I like I'm a cake. crunchy peanut butter fan. I like crunchy better I, than smooth. Do y'all are y'all old like, school? Can you old school it? Do you like PB and J's? Do you like tomato sandwiches on white bread? Are those? The I like tomato food? sandwiches. My grandmother. I don't. Right? I don't do tomatoes like that. No. Oh. She put me a little a uh, little pot roast on there one time when I was a kid. She's like, "You want a tomato sandwich?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." She's like, "How about this beef here?" I put it on. I was like, "Oh man, that's good." Phil, a little. American peanut butter cheese. and corned beef sandwich, though. I know I sound strange, but that's a delicious sandwich. Well, I, Phil, I was going to say, just put some crunchy peanut butter on your tomato, and there you go. It's the slimy people, inside yeah, for me. Some people tomato. just aren't tomato. It. Just can't aren't do tomato it. fans. I tell you what, though, uh, where I live on John's Island, you get in, in the middle of the summer a big John's Island tomato, and you cut it nice and thick with salt and pepper on top, you will... You they look good. Like I mean, my thing. grandparents used to grow them, you know. I'm like, oh yeah, I just wish I could. And then, but it's always, you know, you, they put it in a sandwich with mayo. I'm not a mayo guy either. It's just two things. Oh, oh no, you know, they say you yeah. gotta have the mayo. Phil. No, man, I'm mustard. I'm a mustard Boo. man. I'm a mustard, <laughs> mustard, <laughs> mustard based. A mustard. Yeah, mustard based. But, What's uh, he saying? Happy Gilmore. This guy sucks. This guy. <laughs> We're putting that into the tomato. Intro. Homegrown so, tomato yeah, that's probably the two lead, like not southern things about me. I don't do maters and I don't do mayo. Oh, <laughs> JC, <laughs> JC, but your tomato sandwich, are you a white bread guy? It's got to be white bread, man. Oh, yeah, I don't do wheat bread on tomato sandwiches. Oh, no. no I, like, I, I may, toast, that, it. I may toast the white. Every now and then I may toast it, but I really prefer. Yeah. Like, because I like BLTs, too. Like, I do, too. You know, um, Clint doesn't drink sweet tea. I actually don't, I haven't drank sweet tea in 20 years now, unless 
I'm in my hometown at the Beacon. As you yeah. guys can see, I got the There's Beacon days, yeah. flyer back there. I mean, you got to have it there, but uh, I'm not a big sweet tea guy either. I'll I'll do an Arnold Palmer, like I'll mix lemonade with unsweet tea, but that's really about it. So I, it's got to. Uh, it's a rare occasion for sweet tea for me anymore. It, too, it just when I was a kid, all day too long. sweet. It's too sweet yeah. for me. It's I mean, I could do it all sugar. day long. I could drink gallons of it, and I was fine. But now I I, I won't feel good, and I'll gain thirty pounds. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's something else. I, I try. That's the one thing I try to watch. But uh, anyway, yeah, Gamecocks last night, another close one. It was a three point game under two minutes. And runs, they runs. Weren't, weren't good no enough to win. Runs, runs. They don't no, have no, points I'm in about, baseball. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about basketball. Oh, I thought you were talking about baseball. Sorry. Nah, it's a close one. They wasn't. It was. It was. Well, it was a three run game. A three yeah. run baseball game late. That's what I thought you were talking about. Yeah, it was. It, it nah, ran a little, it was a little long into last night's. Oh, yeah, but, well, yeah, I saw, yeah. I saw somebody on the message board one time. He was. He. He know. He knew. Clearly, one of the baseball experts out there, and kept referring to it as points. And I thought, well, this guy knows Jack Blank about baseball, even though he's telling everybody everything he knows. Because he's calling runs points. So. It's like, how many goals did you score in that football game? Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> take, take your points. Field or other. Yeah. Points batted in. So, yeah, turnovers <laughs> and bunches last night from what Clint said. and uh, I totally get it. Um, I mean, it just weren't good enough. It's another game where they, they weren't good enough. And Gigi, I thought, had a pretty good scoring game and rebounded pretty well. Um, last night, the problem was they, they weren't getting – the production from Jacoby Wright, Michi Johnson, that they have been, you know, Hayden Brown played, and Josh Gray played pretty, pretty well. I thought he was very, uh, uh, you know, productive. So yeah, hey, look, rally, go beat the dogs this weekend, shoot your shot at the tournament, and uh, go recruit. Because I, I, I have a feeling, I have a feeling that the recruiting, it, it, it may not blow everybody away. But it's going to be interesting this offseason, the, the personnel on this roster and who comes back, who leaves, who they can go get. Um, so let me ask you this. The season clearly isn't over, so it's not a fair question. We need to ask this at the end of the question. But as it stands right now, uh, they're 10 and 20, guys, and they're 3 and 14 in the league. Have they over, underachieved, or are they about where you thought they'd be? I think they've underachieved. I, I would um, say under as well. I think. Uh, I mean, I don't, but not by much. I wasn't expecting very much out of them. I don't think, you know. But I don't. I think ten and twenty is a little, little under what I figured they would be. I I just think that there have been some games uh, that they they they've let slip away from them, which which kind of shows where when they're, you know, their ceiling, so to speak. Uh, the floor is, is <laughs> the floor is pretty low though. I mean, cause they, they got blown out by every team that, you know, and I guess that's probably what bothers me. Like every team that really plays tough defense, they didn't, they didn't scratch. I mean, they didn't do much at all. I mean, it was, it was embarrassing. And I think that the, the way this team also plays defense was probably a little disappointing because, you know, it doesn't, it, it, but defense is about effort and mindset and toughness. Uh, and that doesn't take talent. Um, you know, and, and, and I, I know we, <laughs> obviously we had a lively discussion on Monday about the end of game coaching situations and stuff, but, uh, you know, now they're, they're 10 and 20 and, and that, I think the school record for losses is what 23 or is it 21? 
Uh, I know since I've been kind of following it, Fogler lost 21 in 99 and Horn lost 21 his last year. They're not, they're, I mean, they're going to probably lose 21. And, you know, uh, I, I don't know that I expected expected that, even though team uh, they, they were picked at the bottom of the SEC. Um, and, and you kind of look at it and, you know, some of the games where they're just flat out outcoached and outplayed, you, you kind of expect a little better. Um, but I'm not, uh, you know, hey, just go fix it. I mean, that's, that's the thing. I mean, you, you know, you knew you inherited kind of a tough situation and um, go fix it. So I, 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 I think they're, you know, we'll see what happens next year. But yeah, Fogler, so Simon Carrot, Fogler lost 21. And then in 2012, Horn lost 21. Yeah. I don't remember. I'm, I'm looking back through the years, back to the, the pre McGuire. Um, I don't think anybody lost. Well, they lost 21 in 30, 1938 under Ted Petoskey. <laughs> he actually kept his job. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, 21 the record. So they lose next Saturday and then they lose on in the tournament. Uh, they have set the school record for Most losses. Times. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with you. I mean, there's always, there's got to be context to every conversation. Uh, oh, they, sure. they, they certainly have won some games this year. I mean, their best win on the schedule or you, you, right now, I mean, everybody is going to immediately point to Kentucky. I'd say it's a toss up because they also beat Clemson. Right. And, um, you know, so there's, but then the losses losing games is one thing, losing games by 40 and 50 points is another. So it's just been, it's been a year. I don't think that anybody's going to really care too much about remembering, but uh, the, this off season, there will be very close eyes on it. I would say though, to, to, mirror both of your comments I, I would say they actually underachieved a little bit I thought this team uh would actually yeah. after they started out two and oh I I thought okay well um you know there maybe they might actually win end up winning a couple games more than I thought they would and yeah. I thought they'd maybe hover around 500 but they they certainly have not yeah, kind of like Frank's first two years the record wise what I was expecting and yeah. uh but hey look you know they snapped a long losing streak at Rupp they snapped a losing streak against Clemson they snapped a losing streak at Ole Miss. They snapped a losing streak at LSU. They took the number two team in the country to the wire. Uh, there, there has been some good. It's just been really helter skelter in a, in a dramatic way because this team can go out and play unexpectedly good and 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 play close, lose a close one, or win a game, and then the next game they just get the, like mopped up off the floor. I mean, just mopped. And and the trend that I see is quote-unquote, well-coached X's and O's basketball teams that have, uh, particularly with that play great defense. Carolina struggles with them. And sure. and, and that is that is an alarm to a certain extent uh, about, you know, the, 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 for lack of a better term, the coaching. By the way, I know we got to get to the top of the hour break. Shane Beamer says, and this is a quote, as far as I know, I've been asked a few times, and it's not even a discussion with us, as to whether or not Jordan Strong's coming back, we're full speed ahead and don't think there's any issue. Never once has anyone said Jordan isn't going to be able to come back. I hope I didn't just jinx myself, but I don't see that as any kind of concern right now. Uh, I haven't been concerned about it either. Uh, I'm more concerned about his health and things like that. But getting Strong back is going to really help the pass rush. I think he, you know, without getting a look at Desmond Umiazulu in, in college, uh, I think Jordan's probably one of the most natural pass rushers on the team. Like he's got a lot of ability in that department. So um, um, uh, our friend Chris uh, Phillips 
from uh, the Spurs Up show tweeted that out, so we retweeted it for him. So anyway. We are less than two weeks from the beginning of matter of fact and then a month after that they will kick off at night seven o'clock at williams bryce stadium uh, for the annual spring game big gamecock weekend as a matter of fact is returning to the area because patrick davis whom i talked to yesterday who's going to be joining our show in the next couple of weeks uh, is going to be performing he's also performing here in the low country uh, later on this month so a lot to get to certainly there but jc hit on some football will certainly hit on some of that as well David Cloninger is ahead with the Post and Courier. We still haven't gotten too much into the Clemson Carolina baseball series. Monty Lee met with the media this morning. So we'll get into that and much, much more. The Nana Sports chat box is alive and well today, as it always is. And we certainly appreciate all of you. Happy birthday to those whose birthday that it is, as we found out. Hang tight, hour two coming up. Electric bikes. Electric. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the Lowcountry. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, all of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me. JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. You're tuned into Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Sideline is picked off. Brad Edwards will get a convoy. Touchdown, South Carolina. Welcome back, everybody. Hour two of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. It's presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John Barber and his team a call or shoot him an email, 803-446-4662, or John B. at expresssunrooms.com to talk about a potential patio or porch enclosure for you to enjoy the summer breeze bug-free. 
I'm just sitting here thinking uh, on the basketball front, y'all, real quick before we really wrap that up. Um, you know, much has been made this year about okay, we're just looking for next year. We got to hit the portal, hit the portal, hit the portal. How realistic is it you're going to be getting some quality portal players in here? I think you kind of hit it on the head, JC, when you were like, you need to recruit. <laughs> that I think that uh, the emphasis needs to be on recruiting this year as opposed to trying to bring in portal players. Well, I'll say this. Those of you that love Carolina basketball, that may be lift listening, uh, you, you see my uh, yeah. <laughs> my title today. Yeah, They could be as good as you want them to be, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> if you got money, you know, I mean, you could do it. But, uh, yeah, certainly uh, it's I think it's realistic, things. though. I mean, I do think they're going to sign – I do think they're going to sign a couple of portal players that are probably going to have some people talking. This is a play like this is a place that you can come in and play. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, maybe guys looking for minutes, right? Yeah, looking yeah, for playing you can, time. You can yeah. play here. Guys, I mean, no, it's really, guys. it's really a matter of whether you want to. <laughs> guys, yeah. Go ahead. I, I wasn't interrupting. I, I just, I'm throwing my. Head. All right, there was a player at Chattanooga last year averaged how many points a game for Lamont Paris, loves Lamont Paris, owes his career to Lamont Paris. Wendy Gonzaga, he would have been like playing every minute for Carolina. Wendy Gonzaga, because of NIL, he doesn't even start. Yeah. So <laughs> this this sport is different. Uh, I'm going to tell you this right now. Yep. It's way yep. different than the yeah. other sports as far He's as out. personnel. I think they need to hit like – and you're right, JB, about wanting to play. They need to hit like the USC upstate level. And go take best players from like really dig in to like who's out there and who may be interested in going up not one level but two. I don't even think you can go get mid major. I think you get a low major and get guys and then just pray. Well, then look, maybe if, maybe if somebody it, comes if, in if with some we, money. I don't know. If what we saw this year is what they're trying to be from a uh, from a, a basketball standpoint, offensively, where you can you, you kind of have free range to do what you want to do, they need to find shooters. I mean, if that's the case, yeah. then you got to find guys who can shoot. Period. At the end. I mean, I, you can find those guys at the lower levels. I mean, you know, absolutely. See, and, and the thing is, the SEC you could actually carve out a niche that way because very few teams in the SEC, with the exception of like Bama when Nato's first got there, are like like rocking and rolling as far as uh, you know. Like just guys that'll just kill you from outside, you know. Like, like, like in the ACC, you'll find teams like that. SEC is a big athletes league, uh, and it gets ugly sometimes, you know, uh, because of that. But uh, I, um, I, I don't know. So that's uh, that's just one of those things. But uh, yeah, Macadino podcast says Paris's offense is friendly. They like that player. Yeah, and look, I, I'm not I'm not completely shutting it down, saying it's a hundred percent all about money. I, I think a you know, just like in other sports, a little money goes a long way. But, you know, when you're sitting with zero, it, with the exception of one guy, you know, that that's just one of those things. So, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, guess we've, well, taught, we've taught men's basketball more than we probably wanted to. <laughs> well, the, the women, the women certainly aren't looking for shooters. They got plenty of them. Just a reminder, at noon on Friday, top-ranked South Carolina uh, will take on the winner of tomorrow's matchup between ninth-seeded ninth seated. Uh, Missouri and eighth seeded Arkansas, the SEC women's basketball tournament in Greenville, right down the road from Phil, is already underway, and they're in the third quarter 
with Texas A&M leading Vanderbilt in a 13-12. And the 14-11 is coming up here in just a little while between uh, last-seeded Kentucky and uh, the 11th-seeded Gators. The SEC women's basketball coverage on our program, again, is teed up by TravelingCountryClub.com. Become a member today and tee it up at over 40 courses in the Carolinas. Um, I did, JC, let me answer this question real quick because I just see this. Not many people know about this guy. Um, so just a little while ago, somebody in the Nana Sports chat box said that they had found a song called Gamecock Rock. Rock, And they wanted to know yes. if heard of it. Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I, I have heard of it. That is Ricky Young. Um, he used to go by a different name a long, long time ago when I was in school. He used to have a rap song, as a matter of fact, that he co-wrote with guys named Michael Flint and Noah Whiteside and Savelle Newton and others. Um, if you can find it, which you can't, uh, have at it. But, um, but yeah, Ricky Young went on to Nashville to become a, a pretty big uh, country music star, and, um, and that is his song. So, yes, I have heard of it. I have seen him play it. it is, it's a song. It's I got an old school song I just sent Phil to called – you guys got to remember this one from the 80s. Black Magic. Yeah. Black Magic. You there have you, go. you have the song? Yeah. Are you trying to play it or something right now? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know if we could do that. We tried to do that before. No, and it, no you it, can't it do it that. It failed miserably. <laughs> are y'all listening oh, to it? Y'all, no, can you just, hear it? Can y'all can't no. hear that? Can you? No, no, no. Okay, he good. just sent it to us, though, Phil. <laughs> We've got it in our. I did. I, I've got the. I've got the. I've got the a cue. Yeah, chat box. Uh, Greg asks, "How are King and Lee vibing together? If they can sync egos for the long view? Oh, they're getting along great, Greg. Uh, I, I was I was spent a lot of time with both of them over the weekend together. They get along wonderfully. Uh, it's it's been a really 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 good addition to have Monty come back to columbia and uh, mark is thrilled that he's there they're getting along wonderful and uh, hopefully it gets even better this weekend by beating the tigers at least two out of three yeah i think he'll be pretty happy about that of course monty lee did meet with the media earlier today just he was talking about hey it's about the players and uh you know i think that's 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 exactly everybody everybody that's been here that's had a situation like this i.e steve spurrier and will muschamp coaching against florida they both said it. Um, you know, it is about the players, and, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Frank Martin never had to play Kansas State. I'm trying to think. Mark Kingston never had to play USF or Illinois State, although I'd love to see Illinois State on the schedule because I could have something to talk crap to Nat about. Um, I don't think that people but, but, understand. JC, you, po- you pointed it out when we had Coach King on. I don't, I'm not sure people understand how hard it is to win up there. Like the fact that he took that team to the postseason is cool. Let me tell you where that is. Okay. It's not near Chicago. I mean, which would be even colder, which I don't even know. Maybe it's on the prairie. Like Illinois is like Chicago, way, 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 way up here. And then just nothing but it's just like Iowa or Indiana or name your Midwestern state. So Bloomington Normal is way two hours, three hours south in the middle of nowhere. So you have to recruit guys. That that's why, like when Eastern Illinois had Tony Romo and 
Dino Babers and all those. It's a miracle because you're like, how in the hell did that even happen? You know, yeah. um, and in baseball where there's frost on the ground, permafrost for for most of you know half your season to win up there is is quite frankly very impressive. And, and USF is kind of the opposite. USF has a lot going for it because it's in Florida. It's a great baseball place, but they've just never been good. Uh, and so his two stops before South Carolina uh, were very difficult jobs. That's why I asked him that question. Um, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I think the Monty Lee thing is going very, very well. I mean, they're 9-0. They're hitting the ball better. They look better. So that's the deal there. Yeah, I mean, what Willie says is Gigi coming back for another year. The odds are probably less than 5%. <laughs> um, you, you never say never. But I can't think of a single reason why he would come back other than to get better at basketball. But they're going to get him better at that level anyway. And, and if, it, if it weren't for the collective bargaining agreement changing after this year, which causes uncertainty, it's like get your money while you can. Um, he may be, but I I can't see it. Because he still projects as a first-rounder. And in the in the, in the, the money in basketball again, it's like just like in college with NIL, the money in the pros in basketball. Number one, it's guaranteed. Number two, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's I mean, you make bank as a basketball player. That's why you know basketball players tend to have a lot of um, entourage members around them. You know, because yeah. they're basically going to be multi-billionaires really, really soon. Um, Jeff says, did they ever announce a replacement for the nutritionist? No, I think maybe something Shane addresses here in the next couple of days. Um, I think he's meeting with the media Thursday, Thursday. Uh, so, yeah, tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow at, uh, 1230. Let me, yeah. let me, ch- let me check my Steve Fink inbox with the transfers availability. Correct. Brought to you by Steve Fink. Yeah. You got uh, Trey Knox, Josh Simon, Eddie Lewis, yeah. um, That's right. Mario Anderson Jr., uh, Sidney Fugar from Western Illinois University. Did we get that yesterday? Um, Monday. Sydney the go. Beast. Yeah. Sydney the Beast. No, Shane's at 11.15 when we go in the air. So D'Angelo Gibbs, Eddie Lewis, they're all. Yeah. Jerome Lewis, yeah, they're all in there. D'Angelo gives an interesting story, I think. I think yeah. it really is. So, All right, Phil, do we need to hit a break because we, we got to get Dave in here? He's not quite here yet, so we've still got a couple minutes, I would think, here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, JB, who are some baseball recruits? A guy named George Wolkall, who people on Twitter says the next Aaron Judge. I think I know a little <laughs> bit about this kid. Because <laughs> I think he uh, – I think this is the kid. Let me just make sure that I'm not an idiot here. This is the kid well, from, oh, yeah, it's from where Networks. Downers Grove. He's a freeze from Downers Grove. Oh, that's how they talk. <laughs> Downers Grove. Yeah, he's 6'7", 255, committed to the Gamecocks. Perfect, per, uh, perfect game grades him a 10. He's at Downers Grove uh, North. There's three of them. There's North, East, and West. Uh, yeah, I – all right, again, you see, see this? So, uh, Jordan Carolina rise, you know, it's, it's, uh, that he may be one of these guys that, you know, you're going to have to get a lot of NIL money to for him to come to school, but he is a stud, a stud. Well, remember now, baseball is a little different. I mean, uh, you it got is. two guys at school that, that they about a combined $2 million were thrown at them, and they're there uh, in, uh, in Ethan Petri and Eli Jerzenbeck. The, 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 Wol- the Wol- Wolcaw kid, 
is I don't know a ton about him. I do know this. He reclassified. That always gives me a little pause. Um, so he's a 23 kid, and he should be a 24. So I do know that. But um, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, you know, I anytime somebody gets compared to anybody in baseball, I, I cringe at that. Um, I remember when I heard that Josiah Seitler was going to be the next Justin Smoke, and I thought, hmm. Until you hit 60 or more home runs, you can't be compared to Justin Smoke. So, you know, it's just – you just – I shy away from anything like that in baseball. I'll never do it. Uh, if someone reminds you mechanically or something, that's fine. But to say things like – I mean, Aaron Judge didn't go to college. So, you know, I just don't know. I don't know. But uh, certainly, Listen, yeah, they, they've been recruiting at an elite level, and it's only going to get better with money. Six, seven guy, you know. Yeah, this is – this is uh, Trip Couch, who's in Arizona now, kind of started the whole – I guess Chicago land area recruiting thing. And this kid was just too good. And then he committed to the Gamecocks and, and all that, you know, they, I think they have one guy Jack Mahoney, but they've had several from this area uh, over the years. I may just go watch this dude play. Well, they've got him listed as a corner infielder. I would imagine they're going to move third him to first, but if he wow. plays third, he'll be the tallest third baseman we've ever had by if he's six, seven, truly geese was geese was six, five. Now, Geese could play, but Geese was 6'5". He was pretty linky down there, Neil Geesler. Uh, yeah. So this kid would be maybe a big dude down at third. I got to go. I got to watch him because, I mean, that's that's like 20 minutes. Like, I could, I could drop Nat off at the office. I would imagine Whittle would appreciate header. that. Well, yeah, Whittle didn't tell me the kid was committed. He just told me the kid was really good. Hmm. I don't know. I think maybe Whittle is like, hey. I don't I don't want JC writing about baseball and embarrassing the site. You know, <laughs> I saw John in the press box the other day. He had just sat down before the game to get his meal in before they threw the first pitch. And I said, Hey, John. And I slapped him on the arm. He didn't even look up. He goes, Jamie. <laughs> and I, I looked at Cloninger and I thought, Well, I just learned my lesson. You don't interrupt John Whittle when he's got that, you know. TKO Oriental in front of him, man. He was yeah, business, man. <laughs> he was ready, he was ready to go. Uh, but Whittle is Whittle knows all these guys. So I I appreciate the questions, no doubt, but I will always defer to John uh when it comes to these days. Yeah. He's the best. Now this gets rec- who, who's reclassified before like Land I remember Landon Powell did. You remember? Yeah, it's rare in baseball. Yeah. Um, yeah, I almost rare. think if you're if you're if you're rolling, you, you can roll. Lance players in the house. What up, Killers? What's up? 12, 19, 12 19 debut for Lance Player. How many lattes? Yeah, he just <laughs> rolled out of bed. So Woohoo. Now, Lance you know, is a mailman. It, or is no, I, I'm sorry, Marion. I don't Marion's. I don't I don't think Lance is a mailman. I don't think no. he wants to be driving that much. <laughs> but I think well, Lance might be on the vet team my, though. I think yeah, I'm pretty he, sure he's a yeah, because we, we can put together yeah, we a can veteran. put together yeah. a thank you for your yeah. service, uh, three yeah, on yeah. three. On a serious play note, right thank after you for the, your service. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll the call damn it mailman team ran team over my mailbox team. again. Sorry. <laughs> 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 it's the lattes. We'll call it, we'll call it Team America. Latte team. Lance. Oh, he works for the Department of Trans Transportation. Great. DOT. He was a drill, drill sergeant, sergeant in the Army. What is your major malfunction? Welcome to my – remember R. Lee Emery? Who also was really good in Saving Silverman, but Full Metal Jacket, that was – Lance is our show's big toe. 
<laughs> Full Metal Jacket. Begin- it's that, that I talk about it, one of my favorite movies, but it turns the page in a hurry. Uh, from wow, yeah, pretty funny to ooh. Yeah, yeah, you're like wow, and then uh, yeah, it, it's one of those two, almost like kind of like Saving Private Ryan, in my opinion, where the best scene is like at the beginning, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not gonna say it gets slow, but you know, like old school is a movie for me like that. It's like the the stuff at like the first seventy five percent of the movie is great, and then it's just kind of like it's kind of like somebody almost said, "Ah, we gotta wrap this up somehow." Yeah. <laughs> Didn't we find you in a dumpster? I got out. Oh. Speaking of wrapping things up, gentlemen, let's uh, wrap yeah, we'll up hit this segment. We'll hit the break because at the uh, other side of it, we got DC, David Cloninger of the Post and Courier. We'll be back right after this. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope's State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Searfoss of Caldwell, Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. This is Fresh and All-American, Nicky Memorial of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to The Show with JC and Phil. Twelve twenty-four on a absolutely gorgeous Wednesday afternoon. Welcome to March Madness. It is March the first here on Inside the Gamecocks. The show quickly in women's basketball. They're headed to the fourth. A and M leads Vanderbilt sixty-one 
to 47. We're live always in the Signorama Studios. Signorama is the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics. If you've spent time around Founders Park, Williams Bryce Stadium, or Colonial Life Arena, or anything in between, you have seen their work and they have helped bring to life the perfect vision for so many across South Carolina. 803 407 9284. Design, production, install, and service. Signorama, again, the preferred sign partner of the Gamecocks. And with that, joining us now on the McKellar Enterprises guest line, none other than David Cloninger of the Post and Courier. Oh, I thought you were going to keep the shades, DC. That was a good look. <laughs> See yeah. outside there. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> it's kind of bright up here. Sorry about this, fellas. I was out and about, you know, while I was doing the show in between a few other things. So, but I hope you all are well. Oh, well, where, well. Where, where are you? Where are you? <laughs> I'm uh, in, a, in a eating establishment in uh, Columbia. Oh. Yeah, it looks. I'm trying to figure out. Is that Whaley's Mill? That's not Whaley's Mill. Behind. Is it Whaley's Mill behind close, you? Yeah, it's close to Whaley's. Dang, I'm good. I still remember. So, uh, so in the, it, did, did you remember that song Black Magic from the 1980s? Uh, Black Magic. I Black remember it Magic. By Aerosmith. <laughs> Uh, no, no, it's just, uh, it's it's actually a Gamecock song. It was it was before uh, Big Old Cock and uh, all the Gamecock songs that are out there now. But it's uh, I've discovered it, I rediscovered it today. I remember it playing on the radio. But anyway, um, so uh, baseball series this weekend. We we have not talked enough about that on the show today because we we keep talking about this, that, and the other. Um, South Carolina going in with a nine and zero record. Clemson struggling, lost to Upstate, got swept by UCF, and. Can what cause some some you know some hurt feelings up there? Uh, you know it's a rivalry series. It, it's probably one of the, the toughest teams the Gamecocks have played so far. But you have to think the Gamecocks do have some momentum going in. Absolutely, JC. I mean, obviously, you, a lot of people been emailing me, writing me, "Hey, is this team for real?" And what I've told them is like, "Look, I, I can't say at this point if they're for real or if they're not for real. All I can say is this: one." If you point out the level of competition South Carolina's been playing, you would be right in saying it hasn't been the best. You would also be right in saying that they've been beat by a lot of this competition in years past. And another thing I can say is just in the terms of baseball, they're playing really well right now. So let's just see if they can keep playing really well and then see where it is at the end. I'm not going to pass any sweeping judgments after nine games, but obviously in terms of results, you play nine games, you win all of them, you can't do any better than that. So we'll see how it goes. They're going up into, you know, an away crowd on a Friday night. They'll have the neutral site where I believe Clemson will be the home team on Saturday. And we'll see how they handle that before they come to Columbia on Sunday. But, uh, of course, you know, Clemson's coming in with its uh, pride wounded a little bit, getting swept and having UCF kind of, uh, you know, pimp it a little bit by running down the hill at Death Valley and then losing to a, a pretty solid upstate team uh, last night. So we'll see how it goes. And I uh, just got to go up there and pitch and catch and field and see what you can do. Yeah, David, Monty, as you and I know, will never come out and say anything that's going to make headlines. Uh, but he is returning back to Clemson this weekend. And, of course, he's a, he's, he's a Gamecock first. Um, but I, he met with the media this morning. So, you know, were you there? And if so, did you learn anything from that from that press conference? 
I was, uh, Jamie, obviously, you know, you get, you got to talk to the guy. He knew it was coming. And, uh, you know, he's been through this kind of thing before. Uh, he played uh, College of Charleston in his first year at Clemson. So, of course, he's facing a lot of kids that he recruited that are over there in that dugout. Uh, kind of the same thing here, but, of course, nothing against College of Charleston. But CFC and Clemson isn't nearly the same as USC and Clemson when it comes to rivalry. So it's going to be strange, especially because there are three uh, players that he had at Clemson that are at South Carolina now, even though Ricky yeah. Williams is not playing and really Jonathan French and Dylan Brewer aren't playing a whole lot, although French started last night and has had some pretty key at-bats early in the season. So he realized it's going to be different. But, you know, once that first pitch is thrown, all of that goes out the window. You're just trying to coach. You're trying to win your team the game. There was one question asked about what do you think the reception will be at Doug Kingsmore Stadium when they introduce you? And he said – Hey, you know, who knows, right? I mean, but I still got great relationships with the people at Clemson. I think it might be the same as when I came back to South Carolina as a Clemson head coach when a lot of people applauded him because they remembered his days as an assistant here. So I don't think there'll be any bad blood. You know, Monty doesn't have a an axe to grind against Clemson because as he's freely admitted, like, look, I had a great time. They treated me great. We didn't win enough ball games. We didn't get enough done. So I, I guess I deserved uh, what I got, but, you know, no hard feelings. That's how the game is. One of the conversations we've had a lot of this week is this this rivalry in the grand scheme of this sport, uh, D.C., and the last two national champions have come out of the Magnolia State. So I, I gladly would say that I think those two teams right now probably have the best rivalry in college baseball. Ole Miss and Mississippi State, but I put this one at, uh, at, at number two, more than likely right behind it, um, for for a ton of reasons. But when you think about college baseball rivalries, why does this one stand out, and why is it at the top? Well, JB, I think it's just because it's South Carolina and Clemson. It's a smaller state. They're always going to have a lot of heightened uh, emotions when they meet in any sport, be that women's tennis or be that in football. You know, there's always going to be that one that you want to get over your state rival just because you grow up as a kid in this state. Like, um, I know JC did. JB, I'm pretty sure you're a South Carolina guy. Right. Phil, I'm, I'm not aware if you are or not, but you've been here long enough to know you're on one side or the other from a very early age. And it's always about that point of like, hey, it's great if they win an SEC or win an ACC title, but did you beat those guys? Did you beat those guys in whatever you do? So that's always going to be the biggest case. So it is a thing of where you're always riding on this. I think it gets a little heightened for two reasons in this state. One, you know, back in 2010, 2011, 2012, what have you, even before that, South Carolina and Clemson were two of the best teams in the country, two of the best programs. One of them is probably going to have a real good shot at Omaha. And obviously they ran into each other in 2002 and in 2010 in uh, Omaha. And then there's the other reason, which is that most of the time, let's just be frank here, the men's basketball programs for both schools are usually not very good. They've had some success, but they're usually not very good year to year. So after the football game in November, you kind of got this two- or three-month stretch where there's nothing, and then you have the baseball series. So it's a kind of a thing to pick it back up and really have everybody at each other's throat for the weekend and say, now's my time to get bragging rights, especially if I didn't get them last fall. Dave, uh, 
basketball. <laughs> you mentioned funny. You mentioned that we were talking about a little bit today uh, on the men's side. Uh, mercifully, like, maybe. Yeah, we're talking about end. basketball here. I'm trying to enjoy my lunch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what do you think some of the keys are to the offseason? Because I don't know if we'll talk to you between now and the actual end of the season, which should be mercifully next week. But uh, uh, what, what are the keys, you think, for Lamont Paris year one to year two? Well, of course, JC, you've got to go out and hit the transfer portal, and you've got to hit it hard, and you've got to hit it early. So who knows what's going to happen next week in Nashville. But, again, guys, let's just be honest. This team is probably not going to make a run. I think that, you know, probably they could win on Wednesday, depending on the matchup, especially if they get Ole Miss, who's already fired its coach. Who knows where those kids are going to be. Maybe South Carolina wins that game and gets to Thursday. And, hey, that'd be terrific, you know. But I don't think they're going to go much further than that. So, as soon as this season ends, you start getting lines of who could be going in the transfer portal, who might be already in the transfer portal, and who you can feasibly get. Because right now, Lamont, Paris, you know, you had to go through this year to get to next year. At this point, I think you've probably got four of your starting five coming back, with the only exception being Gigi Jackson. So if you can convince Gigi to come back, that's going to have some true talent on your team for next year. And if he leaves, he leaves. Hey, you know, he's an NBA talent. The guy's got to do it. What, what's best for him. But there will be players out there that you can go get. And it's not going to come mostly from the high school ranks. You're going to get some guys, some guys that are already committed, but you're going to have to ask some veteran star talent. So that's where you start scouting out ahead who might be interested in leaving, who might be interested in coming in from the JUCO ranks, and you got to go get them. A lot of people have complained to me, I, I heard Lamont Paris was great out of the transfer portal. Why didn't it happen this year? He was behind for basically a month. He was playing in the tournament. Well, that's not going to be the case this year. He's going to have a head start along with a lot of other coaches on going out to get some immediate help talent. And that's what South Carolina is going to have to do. I mean, I said it would probably be considered miraculous if they won 10 games this year. They're sitting on 10. They could have won a couple more. They could have lost a couple more. But the fact is this season was never going to be anything to trumpet. So it's almost at the end. They've just got to go out and get the players now. Because, guys, you know, John Wooden himself couldn't have done a thing with this team. No coach could. You've got to go out and get the horses, and they don't have the horses this year, but they've got some pieces. You just get that one stallion out of the transfer portal, maybe you can do something next year. In basketball, one guy does make a difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no question. Do you um, – any insight as to what Lamont Paris's relationships are like in the state of South Carolina? As in recruiting? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he, he's building it. I mean, obviously, having a guy like Kerry Rich on staff, who, you know, obvi- and you guys know, Kerry knows everybody there is to know oh. related yeah. to basketball uh, in the yeah. state of South Carolina. So getting him on staff was an instrumental part of starting to build those re- those relationships, getting his name out uh, to every high school coach in this state and to say, hey, you know, we're going to be by your school. We're going to be uh, looking at your kids. Remember us when it's time for your players to make a college decision. So, of course, it's not going to be as perfect as it eventually can be when you're in your first year. But he's already made a lot of great inroads because this time last year, I don't know if Cam Scott ever looked South Carolina's way. And he lives 10 miles from the stadium. Now, 
Cam Scott is very, very interested in South Carolina. Don't take that as any, oh, I've got some insider dish. It's nothing like that. But he's very interested. And, you know, I think that'll go down to the wire when he makes his uh, final decision. It's amazing to to think about the fact that Clemson is knocking on the door of the NCAA tournament. Carolina can barely get to double digits and wins. And it's almost like people are like, eh, if this was football, people's heads would be falling off uh, because we watched their heads fall off for a long time on the women's side of it, the DC. All right. So I'm going to ask this just because I don't know what else to ask at this point in time with Dawn's ladies, but it's worth it, I guess. Is there any scenario at all that they are not the number one overall seed in the, in the women's tournament? None. I mean, I, I think that even if they were to somehow lose in Greenville this weekend, their body of work speaks for itself. You look at Indiana and say, and that's a good team. They've only got one loss, but who is that one loss to? A barely above average Michigan State team. Now, sometimes you just you have a bad night. It's happened to South Carolina a couple times this year. But what happened in those bad nights? They still won the game. So I couldn't see of any scenario at all where they're not the number one seed in the tournament. They're going to be in Greenville no matter what. Uh, their seed is, but of course they would also get two games at home before they get to Greenville for the regionals. So it's, uh, you know, of course they want to go win this weekend um, in an undefeated season, and they didn't get this SEC tournament championship last year, but it's a case of where they've done enough through the course of the year. They're going to be the number one overall seed. So for those that are keeping score at home, just as an FYI, if you're a Carolina fan, the center of the sports universe on Saturday for you is in Greenville, South Carolina, because the top-seeded ladies will be playing at 4.30 against either Ole Miss or whomever, probably Mississippi State, one of those two. And and at 1 o'clock, of course, you got Clemson-Carolina baseball. So I, I think I know where you're going to be this weekend. How are you going to handle this? I'm going to hope for some smoke and mirrors, and uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm going to be at both. I'll be at floor field at one o'clock for first pitch and I'll be doing the pitch clock. Come, come on guys. Let's get on the mouth. Let's get on. for a lot of first pitch outs. <laughs> you, you can, you, in theory, you could walk that, but I wouldn't recommend it. I, I it's it's 1.4 miles. I've, I've, I've to, looked at yeah, it the well. and I'm thinking, I mean, I could do a five minute mile 10 years ago. Uh, <laughs> I can do it now, especially with my laptop bag, but you know, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I've walked down there before. It took me three hours, and I stopped at three different bars before. Wow. You know, <laughs> we so made you to have some the... refreshment. You were hydrating, right? You know, so <laughs> that, I was going to say, yeah. So we've drinking. already planned it out, and I'm, I'm just hoping for something. And it's also crazy, guys. Um, you know, Friday night it would work out to where the girls play at noon in Greenville, yep. and the first pitch is at six in Clemson. And I was yeah. thinking, I can go do that, but we at the post career were like, a, you know, a, we're going to have our Clemson guy do the game. I'm like, okay. You can come if you want. Okay. And then I read the weather report. I'm like, hmm. I'll pass. (laughs) I don't know if I want to drive 40 minutes to Clemson and sit in the rain. I mean, the only real place to go if you're not at a game there is to the Groucho's over on campus. That's kind of like the South Carolina Embassy, you know? Yeah. So uh, I don't know if I want to go all that way for an STP dipper, but I love an STP, but I don't know if I want to drive 80 miles around trip for it. That's right. Yeah, you're a lot closer to one where you are downtown, D.C., than you are having to travel to Clemson for one. So So did I I hear you correctly? Did you just slide in a weather report for us on Friday night? Yeah, it's uh, not looking great. 
at this point, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I was talking with about it with some officials today, and this actually happened uh, two years ago, the year where South Carolina won the series on the back-to-back Andrew Eister walk-off. Yeah. The Friday night game was rained out that yeah. year. And in that eventuality, fellas, there's not going to be a double header or anything this yeah. weekend. They'll have to make it up when they can make it up. April, May, sometime when they could just stick that game in. But it's not looking promising Friday night right now. But you never know. Sometimes it's supposed to rain and it just stays overcast the whole night. So we'll see what happens. What What would be the latest they would potentially throw a first pitch on Friday night? Let's know? see. It's set for six. I would think that just because of the game the next day at eight, they probably look at that 7.30 to 8 window and say, you can't start it by then and have a reasonable chance to finish, bag it. Because it's, it's just not worth having the kids sit there forever, especially when you're South Carolina and you got to sit in the dugout or go back to the bus instead of going into the clubhouse like Clemson can. Well, so. and I, I could not to interrupt, but, but I, I, I tell you what, not that I want to see anything rained out here, guys. If, if, though, if, if it was – that's advantage Gamecocks all day long because they're, for two reasons in my mind, you're not taking a bunch of dudes who've never walked into – first of all, they've never played on the road into Doug Kingsmore Stadium for their first road experience. That's number one. Number two, they've they've got double the pitching that the Tigers have. So if if you got to back things up, I mean, you're basically – what you're doing is you're basically bringing Mahoney out of the bullpen and you're saving a ton of arms – to go win, you know, Saturday and Sunday and win the series. There you go. I mean, that's the advantage that the Gamecocks have. Of course, they're hitting the ball extremely well right now. Uh, but, you know, their pitching is always going to be what carries them. And you're, you're saying now it's like, hey, you can have Jack Mahoney, who averages low 90s in the fastball, to come in and replace Will Sanders, who averages high 90s Ooh. with his fastball. Or Noah Hall, who struck out 12 last week, was SEC Co-Pitcher of the Week. And his last fastball that he threw was 96. That was in the seventh inning. So, it's, huh. okay, that's that, that's fine. That's cool. Go ahead. <laughs> I, you know what? Maybe maybe we will p- pray for rain on Friday. <laughs> 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 well, it was back in the 50s with the Braves. Spawn and saying and pray for rain. Now it's Sanders at home and pray for Hell, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can never be a rapper. I can't come up with rhymes that quick. Uh, according to uh, you've been an excellent rapper, Dave. Come on, man. Oh, you was. Yeah, you're right. right. uh, see uh, such and such. We'll hope you yeah. ghostwrite it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Sanders and Hall and pray for a squall. There you go, Dave. That's good, Phil. That Thank you. Like Phil. This guy. Busting this the rhymes. Um, yeah, the, according to weather.com. 78% chance of rain and severe thunderstorms. Yeah. It's not looking promising. But no, hey, weather we're two days out. We're two days out. It's supposed to be uh sunny where I live on, on Friday. I bet it won't be. I mean, just, just have Pabo call in some feathers, some uh, favors with the big guy upstairs. They're close. <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Phil, Phil, you owe Clemson in a uh, a Phil. David, you owe Clemson. You owe Clemson an apology now. Oh, I you probably owe, owe him a Come on, come on down and we'll talk about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You owe like Clemson an apology. It ain't all about you. No, yeah, no, 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 you dare. I mean, we're talking about the same school whose own fan chipped a piece out of that doorstop that they got on top of that hill. So, <laughs> I, know. I mean, I don't see what the big deal is. That was the no, craziest he, thing he didn't, ever. He didn't it was a Clemson fan that did it. Uh, no, friendly fire. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> no the smell. You man, it, 
As always, Dave, it's been a pleasure, man. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you. And have fun this weekend. That's a, I, Actually, I, that would have been something like back when I was doing the beat. I, I've enjoyed doing going to oh, that's a good you know, weekend, basketball dude. and baseball the same weekend. Especially winning, in yeah. Greenville. That, that's pretty that's cool. Thing, so. but it's, uh, for the women, it's ring season. One's already in the bag, and they're going to get another one on Sunday afternoon. So it should be yeah. fun. Yeah. We'll right, see. So. Yeah, good, hopefully good to see so. you this weekend, David. Take care, fellas. Thanks for having yeah, me. Man. Take care, Take David. Care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always enjoy our segments with them. He's the funny. Door, door stop. Door stop. <laughs> that door stop that we got door up there. Stop. I love it. How about the squall reference from Phil? Phil, that's two days in a row. I, I've I've learned that Phil is very sneaky. He's like the he's like the the butler and Mister Deeds. You for, you forgot your socks. Yeah, apparently uh, you must have underestimated my sneakiness. <laughs> Yesterday when he dropped the the homeowners association comparison with the NCAA, I was like, "That is genius, sure genius." Yeah. All right. So final break. I guess we got to get to, and we'll be back inside the Gamecast show rolls on. I want you to take me to Disney World. Calm down, calm down. JC is here. As y'all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times, but it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on earth. I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on wherethisroadleads.com and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, In fact, she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation, or, you know, more likely your first, so you don't panic, go to wherethisroadleads.com and talk to Sheree, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Aventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the Lowcountry. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey, Mo Cobble here from Carolina Gamecocks. You're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Audio. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what was going on here. I, I, I was wrapped up in the horror uh, <laughs> to bring us out of that. Yeah. But this well, is I Inside the thinking... Gamecocks, the show, live from Sonorama Studios and brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. I, I was thinking during the break, I missed it because I'm not as savvy as Phil, but if I was... I have a great idea for DC this weekend. We send him an electric bike from Electric Bikes to Charleston. He'll be there and he in rolls. no time. And he, yeah, I mean that actually on, a, on an electric bike. 
Like, you could be there in five minutes, honestly. You'd be there if people 20, aren't in your way. Twenty-eight miles an hour. You'd be there in about a minute. I was like, unless well, just her team provided the ones up here for the city of Greenville, it would probably be a much better quality to get it from them down at uh, Electric Bikes uh, of Charleston. Yeah. Because there are yeah. some here that the city does provide. But I don't that know. That would be maybe Michelle needs to do some type of deal with like the Post and Courier and the Big Spur and all the outlets to cover the game. So when you have these double ups, you just hop on your electric bike and get on where you need to go. We need somebody to to tape it too because that's part of the fun. Yeah. <laughs> Putting those guys on the bikes, you know, it's like, hey, here's DC riding the bike. <clears throat> if I were there, hell, I'd do it. Yeah, same. It'd be on it'd I, be on electric electric mode the entire time. Yeah, I'd do it. Yeah, I was um, going to say, you know, walking making that trip from the well down to Floor Field. Yeah, it's how far is, is it? Too bad. Maybe it's maybe down, now that, but it's downhill going from floor to no, the that's, wells yeah. uphill. Yeah, uphill. that's the other thing. You want to make that trip first, and yeah. then get drunk, and then that way you've got the easy ride home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Unless you were my, on the electric bike, and then you just use pedal assist to head back. My up. apartment was toward floor, so that's why you know you start on the other end because uh, mm-hmm. I kind of miss living there. Thinking about that now, wish I was there, Phil. Yeah, Ringles turned into Quantress is an elite guest. You guys should have one weekly. I think so. Look, I think yeah, we need to a, work on that. Put, JB. It, put it this way. Yeah, we've we've got there's we, conversations we, happening. Put it we've, that way. we've been having some conversations, you know, yeah. about that. So we've got, uh, we're oh, having by conversations the way, about others too. So. Churchill says there's two ways to look at the the shortage of pitching. Uh, play a devil's advocate here a little bit. Clemson doesn't have much pitching, and now they only have to play two games. Well, yeah, no, he's not wrong, uh, and and as he just said Carolina set up to throw twenty seven innings. Clemson, not so. Th- th- there's true, but either way, you've got a pitching advantage. So if you only get to play two, the team that already has the advantage is going to still have the advantage, and you don't have to walk into Doug Kingsmore Stadium with a with a bunch of dudes that have never actually been in there. Um, yes, playing playing that game on Saturday or Sunday would be a little bit more beneficial than on Friday night when you got a brand new roster to it. So. That 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 was that's been my most concerning deal that all along with this series is, I mean think about it, Messina, never played it there, um, Cassis never played there, McGillis never played there, Wimmer has, yeah, uh, Lee Leecroy has, uh, Stone never played there, uh, Denny never played there, Petrie never played there, so you know you got seven or eight guys in your lineup that, not saying they can't get it done. It, but you know, there's a little bit of a uh, uh, there's a little bit of an, a, an adjustment. So, but anyway, here's, here's my prediction: they uh, they bring the ten run rule into play this weekend, and they and they beat them um, forty to nothing both games. Carolina does. They hit twenty five home runs. <laughs> That's fair. Outstanding <laughs> prediction, Jamie. Right. I used to do that. I, I used to do that for Wando on JB and Gold. Are, are they going to write a night. column say, saying South Carolina has to apologize? Uh, that. Oh, I, 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 something tells me we're not going to see uh, Carolina baseball players run down that silly hill. Uh, no. <laughs> no, that's nah, like is it, is it, you that's know, one it, of those act like you've been there before, and this team and, and well, the coaching yeah, staff it, knows how to 
comport themselves. <laughs> As I've said, I think the Clemson people totally overreacted about it. Oh, yeah, it, is, it is peak UCF, though. Peak yeah. UCF. Yeah. You know Not what? I'm gonna, I'll be honest. If I was a Tiger fan, I'd probably be like, that is just freaking classless because it was. Like, I absolutely defend that. What I don't defend is some gatekeeper for Clemson Athletics who has a pen in his hand. He calls himself a journalist. Half the time, the crap he writes is just a bunch of gibberish bull crap, especially when he's wearing their colors in the press box. Like, you can't do that. And that's it. Like, your column is about apologizing? Did you just watch the series? How about what's wrong with the apologize. baseball team? You know, was, like, oh gosh, yeah, journalist, such a man. whiny tone too to that well, article. It was, so he got it was like listening to my like, six year old, you know, when you tell her she can't watch TV or can't go even, outside. Even, hey, even Sapikoff was trolling him on Twitter. Good for him. <laughs> you know, like, you know, that's, that's the one thing. Like, Gene, people can hate Gene all they want. I've known Gene a long time. Gene's a really good person. You agree, disagree with what he says? I've disagreed with him a thousand times. Okay. I don't always ever. I 50% of the time, put it that way, I agree with him, maybe. But the one thing I'll always say about Gene Sapikoff is he follows the rules. He's JC, you've been in a, how many how many press boxes have you been in? All right. There, there's a difference in being a reporter and being that guy. And like, you know, so you can hammer reporters for certain things for what they write, but when reporters get their feelings hurt over the school that they cover, they're not reporters anymore. Now, it is one thing if, like, like the national media is unfairly coming after your coach because or, or a player because they don't have the facts, right? Because uh, that does happen. Uh, and it's one thing for the local guy to say, hey, you know, you people that live in this ivory tower need to shut up because you don't know what you're talking about. And, and I, I ran into a situation like that where basically during the coaching search, uh, that ended with Will Muschamp. Muschamp had the job. I had it. I'd reported it. It was done. I knew it. <laughs> and uh, Ray interviews Rich Rod at the end. Rich Rod allegedly turns it down. Uh, the AD at uh, Arizona, which I think at the time was Greg Byrne, who's at Alabama now, uh, leaks it to Feldman that, you know, because they want some pub that Rich Rod had turned it down. Uh, and I was like, well, no, no, that's not true, you know, and, and it was because I I, I knew that, that Muschamp was the guy. And uh, in situations like that, where it appears you're kind of being a homer, but you're really not, you know, I, I don't I don't mind that. But this whole like UCFO's Clemson and apology, I mean, well, for what? They're kids, they're college kids. You know, what, what, I mean, yeah, but but that's the same kind of mindset up there. I notice uh, with Clemson, where their fans are convinced that Carolina fans throw batteries at their players and stuff. I've never oh, yeah. that's that is a, like an urban legend. Where's where's the proof of, of a battery? I mean, maybe somebody somehow at one point threw threw a battery. We're still a battery. No respect, this Clemson. We're going to rock well, hill. The hit rock and they, hill, man. That's like you know? that's not okay. At all, like there's nothing no. about throwing anything on the field that is okay, and it you should be thrown out of the game when you do that. No, but there's kidding. also eighty thousand people in the stadium, and to say something like they throw batteries at that implies that there's a lot of batteries raining down. When I, if there was one, that's fine. That's that's a road. one too many. Don't get me get wrong. Rid of them. Yeah, 
but it's not like 80,000 people are tossing batteries at your foot. Okay, yeah, don't make it out like this. a quarter of a million batteries so, are flying out of the stand. <laughs> so like in 2017, the student section threw water bottles on, on the field during the Clemson game. And I was yeah. there. It was, it was embarrassing. It was, embarrassing. It was a night game. Everybody's, you know, Dabo had to say something. He's like, these aren't the South Carolina fans I know. But on, on the Clemson internet side of things, their fan base has been talking about this battery thing for years. Like for years, like it, yeah. it's it's just a fact of life, and I've at one point I think I'd been to eleven straight Clemson Carolina games. Even the time there was a fight, of course that was up there. I, there were no batteries being. I mean, I, I've never batteries, you know, and, and it just keeps going on and on and on. Uh, and then you know some of the again some of their internet fans that they they back that up with. And the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, that doesn't like those people or whatever, which we all know that religion and Christianity and, and whatever religion you follow has absolutely nothing to do with college sports at all. <laughs> not even BYU and Notre Dame, baby. God don't care. God's not pulling for Clemson. God's not pulling for Notre Dame either or BYU. Maybe a little bit Notre Dame. Maybe. No, he's a Loyola Chicago fan. He's because no sister Peter Marie doesn't doesn't he doesn't care. Hey, God's probably like a Wyoming fan because that's God's probably country. a Wyoming because that's God's country out there. As JB knows, you know he's probably uh, the champion of the God, underdog too. So you God's know. probably just like out there, like you know. I love Clint Wyoming. Eastwood. He's like oh, oh, wide open. It's like John Wayne. I like the wide open spaces. Wyoming's my team, the Cowboys. So anyway, but yeah, let's just make it clear right now. The Almighty could give a flip about Clemson University or Dabo or anything to do that happens on the field. And South Carolina fans have or do not have a reputation of throwing batteries. You can ask any other visiting fan base. They say, yes, it's a loud crowd. It's a rowdy crowd. But, but you know, most people think, you know, Carolina people are pretty hospitable when they come to the stadium. So I don't know where this battery thing came from or this Jesus thing came from, but they're both wrong. Uh, and that's the mindset of UCF owes us an apology for, for doing what? I mean, they, they were, to me, that would have been a sign of, well, they were really, most of them are probably, you know, a lot of maybe Clemson football fans. Oh, it's a dream to run down the hill. You know, respect this yeah, hill. What, what, I would have, if I was, exactly, turn it around on and be like, wow, you know, man, this is how cool our entrance is in college football even UCS baseball team wanted to run down the hill, but no, butt hurt column, yep. and and everybody laughs at you once again. They wonder. My cousin was. I'll I'll finish today on this. My cousin was in the airport in San Diego last week, coming home from work. Struck up a thirty minute conversation. Very nice guy with an Oregon football fan. He said, "I didn't say one word." All you looked at me and said, "You're a Gamecock fan." I tell you what, man, I don't know how y'all do it. I can't stand that Dabo Sweeney. This is an Oregon football fan in an airport in San Diego. So it ain't my fault the whole country laughs at him. They've done it to themselves. See, my life and my life I can't get away from. I see most people everywhere. In the store. Outside of the final four in Phoenix, guy with a Clemson jersey on. Uh, and so we're in a little bar, and most of the people there do not like Clemson. Because they've been good, basically. Well, then some couple comes in, a deck out in Orange. They live in the neighborhood. Daughter goes to Clemson. Jeez. Can't get away <laughs> from it, man. Anyway, 
God love them. God love them. Is what it is. So. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah we'll be. We do have Kip Botnight joining us at the top of the program tomorrow to preview the series. He knows a little bit about beating the Tigers, and uh, we'll get his his insights on that. JC will issue an apology to Clemson tomorrow for what he's had to say today, as I'm he's sorry. taken multiple shots at him and their right. immediate I'm media. Bad. I'm going to go pray about it, and the and good Lord's going to tell me if I don't. No Clemson fans, go ahead and hold your breath. Definitely going to hell or getting thrown in Lake Hartwell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's about the same, isn't it? <laughs> uh, when, when the water levels up, it's fine. But when it's that mud hole, yeah. That'd be was, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations once again to Kevin Miller from Lexington, South Carolina, for winning a Gamecock room via our friends at a couple of painters. We'll see you tomorrow at 11 on Inside the Gamecock.